Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I'm super excited um, to have this guest on. We have a lot in common. Um, We've talked a few times in the past, so I'm just excited to connect again. Her name is Sammy Bedell Mulhern, and she's the founder of the First Click and H&E Marketing Solutions in Bend. So thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, but I, like our conversation on your podcast was like just so much fun. Like I love having another person to talk about like geeky Marty marketing strategies with. <laughs> yeah, it was super fun. And Instagram's a great topic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, super fun. Um, cool. And you got your champagne and everything. I've got my champagne. I'm ready to go. I had hey. to have my husband pop it for me because I have this like irrational fear about champagne bottles, but he was happy to oblige. Yeah. No, that's, it's actually like a rational one. I swear I almost <laughs> took my eye out one time. Like I, it was like a long time ago and I walked home from the grocery store and like, I didn't even think about it. And I was kind of like leaning over it and it popped off all by itself. Wow. Like I'm shocked that I was able to like get out of the way. So yeah, good so job. Like, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to scare you more. Just I'm saying, yeah, you're not crazy. Like this okay, <laughs> could happen. Great. No, I'm thankful. Thankful for the husband to take care of the dirty work for me so I can have a glass of champagne on a, or sparkling wine on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Husbands, yeah. They come in useful every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> um, okay, let's dive in. So, you know, how long have you been a business owner? What's your business? You know, how'd you get into it? Um, all that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a long-ish story, so I'll try to condense it a little bit. But I started my first business, which was a nonprofit in 2006, um, which was a summer camp for the visual and performing arts for middle schoolers. And and mostly out of the context of I was graduating college and didn't really know where I was going to go and what I was going <laughs> to do. So I thought, well, let's just kind of create something fun. Um, and so that led me down just a whole different path of things on the nonprofit world, eventually in the corporate world. Um, and then, you know, about three years ago left my corporate job, um, for a whole host of reasons and, uh, just couldn't find the right passion project that I wanted to do. So started h marketing solutions, supporting business owners in their digital marketing and mostly website endeavors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, kind of gone through a bunch of different iterations and included starting the first click, which is kind of more my one-to-many versus H&E, which is kind of my more one-to-one. That's awesome. Yay. Yeah. I love that. And you have a podcast too. So talk, share I that with everybody. Yeah. So I have a podcast called Digital Marketing Therapy. Um, and that kind of just came out of, I'm sure like you feel with a lot of people that you interact with on a regular basis, business owners, the thought of digital marketing is stressful and overwhelming. And so it's not just, I know I should do it. It's like the hurdle of getting over just doing it is the biggest issue. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We talk with people like yourself on all sorts of digital marketing topics and website design development type things. And yeah, super fun. Yay. Yeah. It was a super fun one to be on. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. Like, I feel like when I talk to a lot of business owners, they just, 
they get like this deer in headlights look kind of when I start talking about digital marketing and they're just like, I just don't have the time to learn it. I don't know what to do, you know, and I just, yeah, it's, I'm so glad you're doing something to take like the confusion out of it. Cause that's what I try to talk to them too. I'm like, well, this, okay, let's just start here. Just <laughs> don't start. get scared. Yeah. Just yeah. start with one thing. We'll add in more as we go. <laughs> and it's the fear I think of, I have to be perfect all the time yeah. and do everything perfectly as opposed to like my favorite thing to say to my clients and students is if you do nothing, you're going to get nothing. Yeah. So why don't you just start doing something and see what happens? Yeah, totally. And it's not going to be perfect. I mean, no. you just started this podcast and you were like, uh, you're not recording. <laughs> like, like nothing's ever going to be perfect. <laughs> right. Right. And, and things change all the time and that doesn't have to be a negative. It's a take advantage of that moment and just do what you can and be innovative and see what mm -hmm. you can, especially now, like how can you reach your audiences in new ways that you, and more personal ways that you wouldn't have before to kind of really make those connections more deeply rooted and more um, personal. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think coming out of this, everybody's just going to really be so more like, just a little more grateful, you know, of all the relationships we've had, you know, just because we, you know, as humans, we're just, we have so much going on. We never really realize it until we don't have it. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and more supportive of those local businesses. Like yes. the, the, those relationships are so important and how can we support each other? The connectivity I think is really cool to see. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, I do have one question too. I was like, just about your nonprofit you said, cause I was thinking of starting one are those hard to do? And I can ask you this after or off. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, okay. So it's interesting you bring this up. So I have been, um, okay. And tell me if I go on too long about this. Cause oh, yeah, this no, fine. I could talk about forever, but, um, my whole base and how I started my life, like I've been involved in nonprofit since I was a kid. Like I was very thankful that that was something that my family kind of bred into us, like giving back to the community, you yeah. know, supporting nonprofits. And so, um, you know, when I, when I decided to start my own, I definitely partnered with an existing organization so that I didn't have to go through all of the whole regulation mm. part of it right away. Um, and that's just kind of part of my core. And so now as I've switched into not being a nonprofit, being a, a for-profit sole proprietor business, um, for lots of reasons, I have realized I've always supported nonprofits in the work that I do by, you know, giving them pro bono work or, mm -hmm. you know, greatly discounted rates. Um, but now that these things have kind of shifted, I've realized that coming back into that is kind of what I want to do. So I've decided mm -hmm. to really niche down and kind of shift my business into really supporting nonprofits in things like digital marketing. It's the same, it's the same work that I've been doing, but I find that nonprofits really struggle because they typically don't have a marketing person or they have a board member that's doing it. And so how can I support them in, in that way? And I do think that there's a way for everybody to make money in that and for mm -hmm. everybody to have a win-win. So I think that's cool that you want to start your own nonprofit. I would just say there's a lot of, I mean, there's a whole legal guideline things mm -hmm. to creating a, a 501c3. Um, but there's so many ways that you can support nonprofits and do things immediately without having to go down that whole legal pathway. It's just okay. about being creative and figuring out like what the needs are and how can you kind of shed light on all of that. Ah, okay. And yeah. Finding other partners to come in with you. So yeah, that's when I first started mine, when I just graduated college, it was literally, here's something I want to do. I went and found an organization that was similar minded, but wasn't providing the services that I was wanting to provide, met mm -hmm. with their board, got them on board and then said, okay, I'll fundraise separately to do this. 
and they let me use their their 501c3 status. We funneled everything through the same bank account and it was a much faster path to supporting the audience we were looking to support. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've just heard, yeah, I've heard it's like kind of lengthy and I just, I mean, I obviously I'll just go and Google it, but like, I just hadn't done it yet, but it's like been in the back of my mind for a little while. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And I think like you said too, what you're going to do and serve that market, I think that'll be great. I've done a little bit of marketing for a few different nonprofits and you're right. They struggle and they, it's just, they have such amazing missions too. And so you being able to get in there and help spread that, you know, that message to all the people that need to hear it is going to be amazing. Yeah. And I think nonprofits are going into a crazy time of they can't have the run walks that they had planned. Yeah. They can't do their fundraisers that they had planned. And um, being able to adapt is and, and move quickly is not something nonprofits are notoriously known for. (laughs) Um, And so to be going into a Q4 period where people can then start to get out and do those fundraisers, like it's going to be way more competitive. Mm -hmm. So how can we really think outside the box now, do online fundraisers, whatever, and Mm -hmm. get our missions accomplished, use our, I think that's something like you talk about a lot. Sorry if you can hear all the dogs. Oh yeah, it's fine. That's working. We've had kids in the background before. Dogs. I mean, it's life. Like, um, but you know, as you talk about things like Instagram and social media and stuff like, and and influencers and micro influencers, like, if you're a nonprofit, you've got a ton of micro influencers Mm -hmm. in your board and your volunteers. So how can we help maximize that visibility online? I think that's super fun. Totally. Yeah, I agree. And like you said too, I mean, they don't have a lot of budgets, but I mean, getting creative, you can really make some moves by doing mm-hmm. stuff like that. A hundred percent. Awesome. Well, yay. I'm excited to, to see where that goes. Um, so how do you, you have a few little ones, right? Um, I have two medium sized ones. Medium size. Yeah. Mine are medium too. Um, I was talking to somebody <laughs> today and she's like, I have a one-year-old and I was like, Oh, I kind of miss. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I, sorry, sidebar, but my nephew is six months old and we got to see oh. him yesterday for the first time in months. Um, yeah. Oh, and it's I, just like, oh, the, I forget how little they are, oh my you know, gosh. and like just all the stuff that goes along with it. But, um, yes. yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Um, do you like with having a family running a business, you know, like how do you balance work and life? And like, do you have any tips on that? Yeah. So it's, um, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's different now because my husband is working from home at our kitchen table these days. Um, so I'm very, which I'm very thankful for because he is home. You know, I, we're just in this mode. I know I, like I don't homeschool my kids normally and we are homeschooling now. And so for me, um, even before kind of COVID and all of this, it was managing my schedule and, and, um, sitting down as a family on a Sunday and saying, okay, this is what I have going on. This is what he has going on. This is what the kids have going on and really kind of mapping things out so we could know what to expect. So I know I can block off certain chunks of time to do certain things. Um, and then, I mean, that's a lot of the reason why I am, you know, running my own business is so that we can have that added layer of flexibility. So we had carpool, we had, um, you know, I'm very blessed that my brother lives right next door to me and he and I run my business together. Um, so there's days where I just say, okay, I I have to work on recording five podcasts or batching five podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm going to send them over to his house so that I can have quiet. I also have a sign outside my door that's lit up right now. I should send you a picture. My (laughs) brother got this for me that says like recording in progress. Oh, that's great. So I can flip that on when I know, when they know that I'm in a, in something that 
can't be interrupted. Um, so they know not to come in. Yeah. So it's just, I think it's just communication really. It's, mm-hmm. um, this is what I need to do to get the goals done for my family and my business. And this is what everybody else needs to do. So we all feel good about getting our peace. Um, and then also us as a family understanding that, um, what I'm doing in my business has X goals. So we all share what those financial goals are and what that means as far as like time off and vacations and things like that. So I would just say it's, it's all about communication. Yeah. I love that. Like that. And that makes perfect sense too. Like the sitting down and talking about it and then having the goals presented too. like, I, I love that. Like, I'm going to talk to my husband about that. Like he and I know, but we don't, I mean, you know, no, we share a lot with our kids. Like we, when we can't pay for things because mom's having a short month, like we have conversation about it. And when I get a really big check from a client that we've been working on closing for a while, like we show them the check. Like, yeah. and that's just for us. Like we're very open about financials and money with our kids mm-hmm. um, and our business and what we're doing. Cause we want them to know what we're doing. We want them to celebrate the wins with us. And we want them to also understand when we can't buy things like the extra crazy goodies that they want to buy all the time. Like there's a reason why. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it makes total sense, you know, and if they, they feel like they're involved and they get to, you know, celebrate, like that's just that whole extra, like, Oh, this is awesome. Like yep. part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Cause I mean, I've, t- I've mentioned to my kids and they understand, but then also too, sometimes they're like, Oh God, mom's working, you know, or like she's right. on her phone. They roll her eyes, but so I've never really sat down and like explained everything. So I love that. Well, it's funny. It all came from a conversation. It should, well, yeah, it came from a conversation a few years ago, like maybe two years ago. And my husband has a traditional nine to five corporate job and I don't. And uh, my kids were home on a snow day or something. And my son had said, well, you're not, why are you not hanging out with us? Like, you're not spending any time with us. And he was upset with me. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm, I'm working. And he goes, well, no, you're not. I'm like, well, okay. Dad goes to a job every day. Like, and I sit in my off, like home office and work. And he's like, well, yeah, dad has a job and you just stay home. And so it really, you think I'm doing in here all day. <laughs> I know exactly. Exactly. And so that really kind of was the beginning of that conversation of like, okay, well, there's lots of different ways that you can make money. There's lots of different ways that you can support your family, have the life you want. And we have kind of a hybrid and this is what that looks like. And just because dad's gone all day doesn't mean that because mom's home all day, she's not doing it. So it was a good conversation to have, but that's kind of what started that whole, like, we're just going to share everything with them. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yay. I'll, I'll have to do that. I'm going to talk to my husband. <laughs> So now she won't roll her eyes when I'm on my phone. Like she knows right. I'm working. Right, but, um, exactly. um, so do you have any like go-to apps or automation or anything that you use in your business that you love? Oh my gosh. So many. So, um, I'm definitely a huge fan of automating where you can, but still making sure that it's personalized because we yes. don't want to seem like robots. Um, I definitely use ConvertKit for my email software. Um, which I love because it's super easy, especially if you're kind of in the big, I don't want to say beginner stages because it's very robust, but like if you're in, you know, it's easy for anybody to figure out automations in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I've heard great things about ConvertKit and I've almost like converted a few times, but I (laughs) like, I just, at that time I was like, okay, I don't feel like doing something new and all my, you know, the stuff which doesn't really take that long, but I didn't feel like it, but it's definitely on my radar. What do you use for your email software? I use HubSpot right now. Like oh, I have, nice. yeah, I have their free version, um, which is still like really awesome. You get 
like thousands of them. Um, and so I just have them all hooked up to my forms and everything, you know, so I just haven't felt like moving all oh, that's of great. that over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love HubSpot and then I love all things WordPress. Obviously like we build all of our, um, we build all, all of our websites in WordPress. And so we found a lot of different apps and things that we can, mm-hmm. um, coordinate in there. Um, and then I also, you know, we just, I guess for me, automation is automation. Like it's, it's more about like, what do you actually need things to do? Mm-hmm. And then just getting it done. And I think that people get stuck on the tech stack because they go down the whole rabbit hole. So just like you said, I love HubSpot. I love what it does for me. I love how I can use it, but I haven't switched because this works. Like, I mm-hmm. think that's so smart because use what works for you. Um, like I use Zapier for a few things to create some of those automations, but I haven't quite gone down that rabbit hole because I don't need to yet. Right. Um, so when it comes to your tech and your automations and things, I would just caution you to just say, okay, start with what do I actually need to happen and then figure out the solution for it. Otherwise you're going to be spending hours and hours and hours and switching like all the time. So yeah. we also use ClickUp for our project management and we've mm-hmm. stuck with that. And I don't research any other project management tools right now because I yeah. just don't want to go down that rabbit hole. So I've chosen ClickUp. I love it. And I'm going to figure out how to make that work for what I need as opposed to trying to switch it out all the time. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, I mean, like you said, like if you don't need to switch, if there's no need, like if it's working and you like it, like just because, you know, somebody says, Oh, I just got this and I love it. And I think a lot of times business owners see that, you know, and they're like, Oh my God, that's what I need. That's what's going to fix everything. You know, not everything, but could fix a lot of things and like, or my marketing or whatever. But it's like, it, don't, you don't do it unless you have to do it or there's like a need to do it, you know? Yeah. Well, and every platform has something different to offer, unfortunately. And so, <laughs> um, you can literally spend days and, and then it's like analysis paralysis, right? Like, right. what do I do? How do I do this? Um, yeah. totally. Yeah, it totally depends on your level of skill. So yeah. like I don't use lead pages because we build websites for a living. Right. And so I do all of our lead magnet stuff we custom build it on our website. And so it's also understanding what your level of experience and level of knowledge is with certain elements. Like lead pages is a great tool if you're not used to building pages and understanding how to, in, you know, get all that stuff to go together. So from an automat- uh, automation perspective, like that can be great. Um, but for us, that doesn't make sense to pay for. So I think it's also just really understanding where you live, what you know, and owning that. Yeah, totally. And like what your goals are, you know, yep. just yep. having all that. Um, now for my favorite question, what, <laughs> what's your favorite or most effective way to market your business? I love email marketing. Um, I mean, I obviously, I think our websites are the central hub of what we do. And I feel like um, if we can drive people to our website and have converting websites, that's great. Um, that's where I make my bread and butter, but I do feel like email marketing is just such a great way to personalize and have conversations with people that, you know, um, that in ways that you can track differently. Um, Mm -hmm. and you get such good immediate feedback if you have a strong email marketing campaign. And so I love, I love the return and I love, um, just the ability to be a little bit more personal with people. Uh, I just think it's, 
not dead, even though some people think it is. It's not yeah. dead. It was underrated yeah. too. Like it's so underrated. Like people are just like, oh, I don't want to email. I'm like, why? Like, why aren't yeah. you emailing? <laughs> well, and I think it gets, I agree a hundred percent. And I think it gets a bad rap because, mm-hmm. you know, you throw out numbers like, oh, well, I have a, I only have a 10% open rate. That sucks. Well, it, you know, it's, that's not bad. Or I only have a 1% click through rate. Like mm-hmm. I think that sometimes the analytics feel depressing. Yeah. Um, when in fact it's not. And if, especially if you think about like, what are you offering and how much does that offer generate for you? And if you get this engaged audience that you already have to buy that, it, it costs you nothing. Well, it doesn't cost you nothing. It costs you your email marketing software, but it's not expensive for the return right. you can get. Yeah, no, it's not at all. And I mean, I think too, you know, like, cause I think we're, you know, we're obviously bombarded with so many emails. So people are like, oh, it's just not effective, but it's like, no, it really is. Like if you have your right messaging, you know, and like you said, like the different aspects, it's super effective. Like they are going to open your email, even if they have 50 from other people that they don't even know, you know? Right. Well, and if I'm e- emailing my list every week and, you know, person X opens one of every three or four then, you know, hopefully if you're doing it right, you can still engage. They don't have to open it every single time. And that's right. the beauty of it. Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah. I love email marketing too. And it, it just, you know, it's another aspect. It's another thing. And so I try to tell people too, I'm like digital marketing has so many different aspects, but if you use all of them together, they all benefit each other. You know what I mean? And then you're going to start seeing results on more than just one aspect of it. No, I agree. But it goes back to kind of what we talked about earlier, right? Where people say, okay, digital marketing like is too much. I can't handle it. <laughs> it's true. So yeah. I think it's also just a point of start somewhere mm-hmm. and get something done. Totally. And then move on to the next thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you help your business grow? Like how do you get out of your comfort zone? And do you have any fun examples of that? Oh, so I mean, yes. I think imposter syndrome, just being in the digital marketing world, I think imposter syndrome is a huge thing for me because Mm -hmm. the more and more I do the things I know I'm supposed to do, the more and more I see other people that are in my same world doing things better than me. And so that's immediately the thing (laughs) that like shuts me down. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like, you know, I definitely want to get out there in email marketing. Facebook ads is something I like to do, but it also stresses me out. Um, but can be really effective. And so I think kind of to answer your question, it's always, no matter how, uh, how much of an expert you are, it's also pushing yourself to do something without worrying about how people are going to judge you. And so marketing for me is pushing myself to show up on social media regularly, which I don't always like to do. Um, showing up live and showing my face and showing, and I think this is something we talked about in my podcast episode, right? Like Instagram stories, like being a little bit more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's how people connect. I know that's how I teach my clients and students to connect and I don't always do it. So I think um, maybe my roundabout answer is <laughs> do for myself what I tell my clients to do. <laughs> that's <laughs> how I market myself and what I struggle with because it's hard. It is. It is hard um, and we're all there with you, but yeah, pushing myself to be out there and be more vulnerable is what I try to do and what I struggle with all in the same time. Yeah, no, I, I totally hear you. Um, and I think, I feel like too, like since we're inside our business, it's hard to see out sometimes. So it's easy to kind of like, you know, 
audit somebody and what they're doing with their marketing and okay, this is what we can make better. It's hard to like kind of turn that around and put it on ourselves. You know oh what my I gosh. mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I <laughs> feel the same way. Like not that long. It was probably like within the last year, same thing. Like my husband was like, well, do you treat yourself like a client? I'm like, no, you know, like, cause I would always put all of their stuff first, which still, you know, it's still like they're the huge priority, but I would always like at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I don't feel like doing that. I've already just done all that, you know? So I had to like right. reshift all the, like my mindset and getting like my timing, like my time management better. So I fit myself in as a client. Yes. Yeah, like the five-star chef that works all day. Like, does he come home or she come home and cook a meal for their family? Probably not. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? And mm-hmm. so I think it's like you said earlier, it's the well-roundedness of doing kind of a little bit of all the things. And, um, yeah, I think I, my biggest, the biggest thing that I really feel like I want to jump into that I've been neglecting honestly is LinkedIn and Pinterest, Mm -hmm. which I know might sound kind of crazy, but those two things. And then honestly giving my website, the love that I give my clients websites, like those (laughs) are the places where I really want to market myself, um, and show value. And the podcast, I mean, the podcast is great. And I, I should say that that's definitely my number one marketing tool right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I would totally do Pinterest. Like a few weeks ago I started pinning and I just, well, I haven't done it in like two weeks now, damn it. But um, <laughs> like, after like a few weeks of consistently just pinning, um, like I would make a thing on Canva, post it up of just like a blog or even like an older yeah. blog that I had to my monthly viewers got up to like 20,000. And so it was like, I was really getting some traffic to my website. Like it's a great tool to use. Pinterest is amazing mm-hmm. and it's so evergreen. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, I was doing like a bunch of like, like how you said to the imposter syndrome. So like I said, I'm, I launched this morning. And so in like the last like two months, I've been doing a lot of research on people launching and like, I don't know, same thing. I almost kind of like just, I know that's why I was dragging my feet because that everybody's looked perfect. Like they had these brand photos that were amazing. Like talking about multiple figure launches, just all of this, everything seemed perfect. And I'm like, I'm not perfect. Like, this no. is like, <laughs> like, so I got, like discouraged, you know, but it also all goes to like, okay. So what do you actually want to accomplish from your launch? Mm-hmm. And what are your actual goals? Because we start to compare ourselves to other people. Um, you know, like there's industry experts that I've taken all their courses and then I look at all their stuff and then I look at their, like you said, their launches. And then all of a sudden you like, don't take into consideration because you get emotional. Yeah, you don't you take do. into consideration <laughs> that they have spent, you know, $50,000 on Facebook ads and that mm-hmm. they already have an email list of like 125,000 people, like all this stuff. Right? right. And so you compare yourself to them and it's stupid because a, you're not them. You haven't been in business as long as they have. And maybe those aren't even your goals. Like, like we compare ourselves to these people that are having six figure launches, but like, is that even what our financial goal was? So like, why do we care? Why do we care? Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And so that's been a big thing for me and a big thing that I've kind of transitioned in, in these last couple of weeks is you know, I thought I wanted like this big business and I wanted to have a million, like a $10 million business. And I wanted to have, um, you know, all the staff and I wanted to have, have an office and all this. And I, and I finally realized 
like that's just stuff that's been being fed to me. And that's, mm -hmm. and that if, if you want that, that's great. Like by all means, like go for it. But what I started realizing for myself is the reason why I got into this business was to support my kids, mm -hmm. to be able to allow them to have the life that we wanted to give them and, and to be able to travel and have time as a family. Yeah. And so I needed to slow down a little bit, back it up and understand like financially, what do I actually need to earn in order to do that for what we need? Um, as opposed to this, the whole messaging of six figure launches and right. million dollar businesses. And yada. so you have to take that into consideration for yourself and what you want, set those expectations and you'll feel way more successful in your business. Yeah. I love that. Cause yeah, it's such a slippery slope. We can go down and then you're like, yes. ah, who am I? Like, yeah. These happened? are my goals. <laughs> I just want to sit at home on a Friday afternoon and drink champagne. I know, okay. right? Yes. So this is a success. This is what it looks like. <laughs> sit in a closet, you drink champagne, and you chat with people. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm not in a closet, but I am in a door with a light on it that says, leave me alone. Yeah. Well, I like that. I'm going to get one of those put on the outside of my closet door. So my kids are like, whoop, mom's in the closet. <laughs> you should. Yeah. yeah. I, I contemplate turning it on often. <laughs> I'm just not even on the phone. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, yay. Okay. So we're down to your five favorites. Oh, boy. Yeah. So what's your favorite book? Okay. So I'm not a big reader, um, but I do have to say, I, well, I listen to things on Audible, and unfortunately, most of them are business related, but <laughs> um, I, I have been loving Seth Godin's, I love everything Seth Godin. Um, he's my marketing spirit animal. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't read any of his books. I'm sad to like, and ashamed to say that because I'm, you know, in the marketing oh. field, but cause I've heard just like raving reviews. Yeah. And I saw him live uh, speak live at a conference once. Like I just, I adore him and his take on things. And so yeah. I wanted to bring up his, I think, I don't know if it's his newest, but one of his newer books, this is marketing. Mm. Um, it's a great book for marketers just to kind of validate like why we kind of share these core stories about brands, but then uh -huh. for the non-marketers. So for any small business owner, who's just like marketing scares the crap out of me. Um, it's a really great perspective and has a lot of really easy things that people can, can do. So this is marketing by Seth Godin. And I highly recommend it. Yay. Okay. That's awesome to hear. Cause I was actually, so I don't know, this is like a few months ago, I was going to like get together like little welcome packages for people that came on board for like done for you services. Just to yeah. be, um, I don't know. We were on the car ride to Las Vegas and my, my brain, we were, there's nothing to look at. So this is where my brain went, but yeah. <laughs> that's not that, a very pretty drive. I'll, I'll, yeah. Oh God. No, that was my first time too. And I was like, uh, if we break down, there's nobody for oh, like yeah. hundreds of miles, but yep. So that's how my brain coped with the anxiety. I was like, okay, let me think of something happy. But, um, I was thinking of including that book as like a welcoming gift, although I've never yeah. read it, but it had like raving reviews. So it's now I'm so going to have to read it because yeah. I wanted to anyway. So yay. That's exciting. Yep. Um, what's your favorite drink? Okay. So, um, first thing in the morning, I'm going to give you something like, you know, responsible and then not, but, um, <laughs> You know, first thing in the morning, I always love me a full glass of water with emergency. I don't know why, but like oh. that just like what I can chug two glasses, like I'll drink half of it and then I'll fill it back up with water and then drink another glass. I get like two full glasses of water first thing in me in the morning and it just makes me feel good. That's awesome. It's like a lot of like vitamin C and like vitamins, yeah. right? So emergency in the morning and I, oh. I am terrible at drinking water. So having a little fruitiness in it helps. And then obviously anything red wine is good for me. Yes. 
I, I love really, me some red wine. Me too. Like I love the like the darker ones, like the mm-hmm. bigger red blends. Man, when we come to Bend, we're gonna have to hang out in real life. We are gonna have to hang. Yes. I mean, we're not far apart. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Two hours. Although, maybe we'll have to meet somewhere like in the middle, like in wine country. Yes. Oh, that would we'll be fun. In a valley or something, and yeah, and go and go do some wine. Yeah, because I know you guys. When whenever we go to Bend, while we first started going to Bend was for the ale trail because we're beer drinkers too. Oh yeah, we can drink beer. So, I can yeah, drink okay. beer. <laughs> I'm down. Oh, there's lots of good beer here. I know. I know. We haven't been to Bend in a few years. Like I can't, I can't wait to go back. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later. I know. Yes. And I'm hoping this summer, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I know. I want to get ahead of myself here. We're but, not open um... for business yet. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Okay. So I love just some I mean this is gonna sound real boring but I love me just some quiet time like where I can just say there's days where I just say to my husband like okay see ya and I go upstairs and like binge watch Netflix and just lay in bed and I know that I don't have to listen for the kids now granted mine are like 12 and 8 almost 9 so they're very self-sufficient so it's not like I have like newborns right. like see you later yeah but um I love to just be able to shut the door and like have a couple hours or like when the house is completely empty and I can just sit at home and watch you know like um I well okay so I'm gonna can I cheat and go to one of the questions that you said like what's your favorite show Thing to watch yeah go for it okay so right now because Hulu I don't know if any of you guys have Hulu so uh, we me. just got it but Thanks, like they have COVID. Showtime and HBO for yes. free and so I've been binge watching Homeland. Mm, I have not watched that one. Oh, it's so, if you like conspiracy theory type shows and yeah, I know it's real good. Ooh, but I, it's I not kid appropriate. Okay. Good to know. And yeah, no. my husband loves that kind of stuff. Like yeah. in the winter, sometimes it's kind of his hobby. And I'm like, oh, oh God, we need the sun yeah. to come back. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like, that's my ideal, like just way to relax right now is go lay in bed and be able to watch like an entire episode of Homeland where I don't have to worry about the kids. Cause they always in, like come in right when it's like a really vulgar scene. <laughs> yes. right? Like the worst like either, possible timing. Right. Like either adult inappropriate or like tons of swear words. Like they just, <laughs> they're real good at that. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's my number one way to relax. And number two, and this is even more depressing is laundry <laughs> ever since becoming a mom, like laundry time is my jam. Really? Because it's the same. I need some of that. I sit. Okay. So I sit in my laundry room and I sort laundry and I fold laundry and I have my iPad out and I watch shows like that. And so I don't feel guilty because I'm watching my shows because I'm doing something responsible. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then if I'm splurging, obviously going to massages and and that. So those are my three favorite ways to relax. But yeah, I love that. Those two happen more often. The laundry happens weekly. So yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm the same way because I feel like too, like, just we are available for me and like, I know running a business and like, just, you know, there's so many things when we have clients and marketing and just all of the different things, like being able to zone out and watch a show is like amazing. Like, it's just like so relaxing. So I don't have to think about it. (laughs) Okay. And I have a question for you and I might be outing myself, but there's something about being a mom and you're always there for your kids. You're always there for your husband. And then running a business, it's like you're always there for your clients. Mm-hmm. And so the hardest thing for me and the biggest thing for me with downtime is like not being responsible to any humans. Mm-hmm. Like not having to answer to anybody, not having to 
um, be responsible for anything, not having to handle anybody else's emergencies and fires and all of that. Like I love my kids. I love my clients. I love my husband, but like, that's to me, the biggest downtime is when I can just not be responsible for like, know that I have time where I'm not going to have to answer to anybody. Yes. And like just taking that breath and like, like letting it out and just, Yes, I totally agree because it's so many different things all the time. So when you know that you can just like, uh, like chill out, like it's yeah. a life, it's amazing. Yep. <laughs> life changing. It is <laughs> yeah. moment changing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Cause it only lasts for like 10 minutes, but those 10 minutes are amazing. <laughs> amazing. Like I can't even go to the bathroom without the dog barging in on me. So like, that's not even yeah. sacred time. Right. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Okay. No. <laughs> um, no. Last one. What's your uh, favorite place to go? So, like I said, we love to travel as a family. Um, and that's one of the big things. Obviously, we're not doing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we love in the summer, we love to camp. We have a trailer. We love to go camping. We live in, I mean, obviously, we live in Oregon. So, we love to get out and, and go camp and explore different places around the state. Yeah. Um, but we love international travel. Like we've been blessed. Uh, my kids, well, my mom is from Taiwan, um, born and raised. And so like, we've been blessed to take them on trips like that to where they get to meet family members from out of the country. Um, and so honestly, like I don't necessarily have a favorite place. We just love to be on the move. So that's been kind of a hard thing for us these, these days. Like we had a trip to Ireland in June that has been, canceled um but just anywhere that we can go with the kids and the family and get away from bend and not because we don't like bend but just get away and travel and and um experience new things like yeah what we love like out of your routine yeah Yeah. well and just experience new cultures because you know i'm a first generation in the states um from taiwan for my mom and then like seventh generation in like one small county in Iowa from my dad's side. And so it's a really interesting kind of dynamic, but we've always grown up traveling and we're trying to instill that in our kids, just learning new cultures, experiencing Mm -hmm. new things and having a new perspective on kind of what we do. So I don't, I mean, I don't have a favorite place because we have so much more to explore. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We don't international travel. Like we haven't done it at all sadly, but, um, all around the country, like we have a transit and we go camping and like, that's mm-hmm. probably been the hardest thing. Same thing. Cause like the weather has been amazing these past like two weeks around here. And this is when we would usually, you know, start gearing up. And yes. camping. Yeah. And it's like, we, we homeschool. So like our routine wasn't completely thrown upside down like everybody else, but not being able to get out and get on our trails and go camping. Like now everybody's starting to get like really antsy and mean. Oh, for sure. <laughs> No, we literally pulled our trailer into our driveway la- for a week last week. Oh, that's fun. That's a because, good idea. Well, because the kids were getting so stir crazy and we're mm-hmm. like, okay, you guys can go do your schoolwork in the trailer, like to have just a different, you <laughs> yeah. know, point of view. Yeah. And I mean, our, you know, HOA doesn't allow us to have it in there for very long, but we had it here for a <laughs> week and they loved it. Like we sat outside underneath, like they would just chill. And the dog, it was hilarious. The dog too, because do- our dog loves camping. Mm-hmm. She's a 12 pound chihuahua. You wouldn't think Aww. she'd be a camper, but she's no. a camper. And so like, she would just be scratching at the door to just go sit in the camper too. That's so, awesome. You know, like, I know like, this place. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I know this. We're going somewhere. I'm like, no, I'm not. But just that change of perspective and kind of, it just brings back. Yeah. 
camping and, and, and all of that. The kids loved it and they'd lay in there and hang out all day. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I can't wait to camp. I know it's going to be awesome. It's harder now that it is getting warmer. It's harder to not be out there. Right. Yeah, totally. It's like itching. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, awesome. So where can everybody find you? Like your website, social media, all that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So we'll like going back to social media and the fact that I'm, <laughs> you know, off and on. Um, I am on Facebook and Instagram at the first click marketing and you can head on to the first click marketing.net uh, for some freebies to check out our podcast um, and all that good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll put all that in the podcast notes and everything. So yay. Yeah. This has been such a fun conversation. I enjoy our conversations every time. So yeah, thank absolutely. You. Well, yeah. Thanks for the uh, sparkling wine. Yeah. Enjoy. Like it's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, thanks, thanks again for listening to this week's Bubbles everyone. and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you're frustrated with your marketing efforts and you're ready to master your marketing and grow your business, I'd love to help you. Head to nb.marketing services to learn more.